inauthenticity, 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 inauthenticity. Today, we're going to take a look at an article from Weed Maps about a celebrity guide to cannabis brands. So what, if any, celebrity brands have been the most successful so far? Well, we're going to dive into that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. According to an article from Benzinga titled, What If Any Celebrity Cannabis Brands Have Been the Most Successful So Far?, they're saying that in selected studies, uh, celebrity endorsements have produced an average of 4% increase. But at the time, it doesn't appear that that's the case in the U.S. cannabis market. So at the end of the day, it's about dollars and cents. So taking a look at Seth Rogen's house plant, he cracked California's top 100 sellers list in 2021, coming in at number 91 with just $9.3 million in sales. Brands like Marley Natural, they only had 4.3 million. Be Real had 3.6 million. Jay-Z had 700,000. There's people like Willie's Reserve, founded in 2015. The Willie Nelson-backed brand sold in Arizona, California, Colorado, and Nevada. Was a top 50 seller in the Colorado market. Notice they didn't say anything about Washington because they had to get out. Uh, Nobody was buying it. Nobody cares. And I don't think anybody does care Long term. So, you know, Stizzy's has really good branding. Um, They, from what I can tell, aren't using, you know, rappers necessarily, but um, Exhibit, his grenade is, I mean, the grenade itself will sell just fine. I don't think Exhibit is really helping. He might be a part of the maybe 4% increase, which is negligible. They give you 10% off for just signing a credit card or give you a free t-shirt or whatever. So 4% is is literally nothing. So um, people like Willie Nelson having to leave Washington, nobody cares. Burner has a brand and he's able to talk about it. And I think through maybe clothing and the culture. And I know it's, it doesn't, I'm not making myself very clear when I say that as a rapper, nobody cares, but yet it's still part of that culture. And he's able to talk about cookies, maybe a little bit. I don't really listen to burner at all. Um, and I don't think a lot of people do. That's kind of my point is that he's not that influential on the rap scene. He's got a, a good crew that people follow, but it's more of the social media. It's more of the branding. It's more of the clothing. It's more of the culture. Not really like look at his album sales. It's not as impactful. And yet cookies, for example, is going global worldwide. One of the best brands, um, and trailblazing more than people that have been around for a long time, like Willie Nelson, who had an opportunity to do it and just couldn't really keep up with the culture. I would say the same thing about uh, Snoop. A lot of his products, Leaf by Snoop, nobody cares uh, unless you're going to come with something. And I've had um, a vape pen from Stizzy. wasn't very good. I've had a blunt from Cookies. It was terrible. So unless that branding is really, really strong, I don't think a lot of people are going to come back paying a premium for something that's not that good. Some of these celebrities you don't even really know about, like Can, the infused beverage company in California, backed by a host of celebrities like Gwyneth Paltrow, Baron Davis, Rebel Wilson, uh, Ruby Rose, Darren Chris, um, a whole bunch of other people. And maybe you know that, maybe you don't. They're just trying to get in on 
the next wave because they see the money behind it. They don't necessarily need their name in front because that could flop and then work against them. The co-founder of uh, BDSA Analytics or BDS, BDS Analytics said that brand awareness and brand loyalty are emerging among the cannabis consumer base, but celebrity brand status is less important to consumers. I would absolutely agree with that. Celebrity connection with cannabis and consumers is essential. If buyers sense inauthenticity, then sales may be hard to come by. Once these celebrities can advertise traditionally, they're going to be able to pull in a lot more people. And I think that's why Cookie's been able to do it through the culture of of clothing and and, um, shoes and hoodies specifically. Um, the hoodies, the hats, everything is kind of just bringing that in. Um, you could see that a little bit with Tyson, but he is Mike Tyson. Um, doesn't have he's he's he definitely rebranded himself, but he is uh, polarizing, like with the whole ear thing when he um, is selling edibles with with a, a chunk of the ear out that he bit from Evander Holyfield's. That's still. Uh, pisses off a lot of people for whatever reason. Um, there's people like uh, System of the, uh, Systems of a Down Basis has a company 22 Red. Once the the quality of that product and the lifestyle of that product can be advertised and so people can um, grasp onto that lifestyle. I think that's when a lot of these could really resonate with folks in the same way that Snoop Dogg is able to do that with Corona beer. He's able to advertise hanging out on a beach. Can't really get to the masses like that without traditional markets. And that's not really available yet. So I think these folks, you know, through social media can work, but you have to have, you know, the right combination. Back to the celebrity brand cannabis in 2022 we've got ricky wilson with heisman this is part of that whole culture where he could go online and talk about using sativas for a morning workout or whatever and uh get his branding behind that so a lot of people that could then buy his uh, merch whatever those hoodies or workout gear or whatever i think the lifestyle uh, which is a lot of what the cannabis cafes are going to do to the culture. I think that's going to be a huge part uh, about that. That's why I've been fighting with that in this state of Washington with the, the classy felony on maintaining and operating a marijuana lounge, fighting it for the Seattle Super Chronic Cafe and being on a, a committee, uh, the chair of the committee to overturn that felony, writing the bill to do that because cafes are going to be the heart and soul of the uh, industry and where a lot of these brands could thrive and uh, have a lot of product demos and um, swag sales and things like that. So I, I think with traditional advertising, being able to consume uh, in a cannabis cafe or lounge or some kind of a hospitality type arrangement, brands like Heisman will make uh, mainstream easily, just like, um, like a Corona. Um, I was going to say Budweiser, but just because they're big doesn't mean they're good. And I don't, I don't really drink Corona either, but I'm talking about the marketing um, is spot on with the lifestyle brand that cannabis is uh, well known for. No secret, the basketball loves their cannabis, just like football. Uh, but a lot more basketball players are known for cannabis. Al Harrington with Voila, um, no different uh, on that front. So 
how he makes it, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what his relevance is, um, you know, in, in the NBA crowd. Um, I've met him in Portland a couple of times. Uh, him and his daughter were in Vancouver, BC as well. We've talked about Burner and Cookies, the brand, probably one of the best at uh, marketing and expanding and scaling and getting their name out there. Definitely trailblazing. Um, a lot better than some of the MSOs even. It's interesting that Be Real waited so long to get his um, Insane and Dr. Green Thumb brands out there. I, I think he should have probably jumped in. I think Wu-Tang should have jumped in right in the, the very beginning. Um, you know, the individuals definitely are and will. But I'm wondering if some of these guys just waited too long. I guess the reason I say that is like, what, what influence do they have right now? I know that some of the guys from Wu-Tang specifically were out there trying to talk to uh, Jimmy, uh, Gary, Gary V um, and trying to ask him how to become relevant. And he's like, you guys are dope. Just keep making albums. And they're kind of tired of it, whatever. They don't want to keep doing that. And so it uh, makes me wonder whatever, what other avenues they're able to uh, attract followers for this is it still going to be you know the instagrams but then cannabis gets blocked all the time so how are they going to do it i don't know i got a lot of questions about celebrity cannabis brands i don't think they're going to last unless they're currently relevant but then their record label and everybody else has a problem so it only seems like retired athletes or we're you know self-independent producers and, and artists um i don't know haven't had khalifa kush don't know if it's any good I wouldn't put it, my name on something that wasn't consistently good. So hopefully these guys are doing that, but I highly doubt it. It's probably you know, anybody in a CBD game. I look at that as kind of snake oil. Same thing with psychedelics. People are rushing in carpet baggers and get highs, trying to just make money and, and get high in the process. Not really caring about how to produce anything um, good, especially with, uh, with psychedelics. They don't know how to scale that up at all. They didn't know how to do it in cannabis either. And, some of these guys are suffering. So to put your name behind it so early on in a game um, says a lot. So with Wiz Khalifa kind of waiting, um, hopefully he's got the right distributors and, and producers, processors, retailers, all of the combos that you need to have a good market. Uh, hopefully he's got that. Otherwise, how long can a brand be successful? Because every artist kind of goes away, no matter how big they are, they kind of fade away eventually. Uh, and if he doesn't have a good quality product behind him, who cares? Say the same thing about Lil Wayne and Ultra Premium or Method Man. Um, you know, Jam Master J's, those would have been good if he was still around. Those look pretty fun. Jim Belushi in Oregon with Belushi Farms. Bella Thorne with Forbidden Flowers. Talked about Seth Rogen. Ultimately, it's going to influence a lot of people. Look what they're doing with codeine and cough syrup. I mean, stupid people will eat Tide Pods, right? There's dumb people everywhere that uh, will do stupid stuff, including smoking terrible cannabis. So uh, I have no doubt that they have influence. I just don't think it's enough of an influence from um, you know marketing, branding, sales perspective. Yes, people will run out and go do it as a trend, but... Um, will they, will it be long-term as a company, as a brand? No, no, I don't think so. But, uh, let me know what you think. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the talking hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out.
Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.